This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Next Sunday, I'm going to start a new project. It may not work or it might work. I have to try. The reason that I'm doing this is because we are in Dallas. We're involved in strategic planning. And I know one of the first things people is going to say is that we need more education. We don't have an overt education program, even though a lot of the stuff that we post and a lot of the stuff that we send out is very educational. And a lot of our meetings are very educational, but we don't have really specifically an education program. So I'm going to launch what I'm calling a labor workshop, a place where people who want to improve their skills in building the labor movement can meet and help each other. This will start this Sunday at 5 p.m. And our first topic is going to be labor rhetoric, or in other words, public speaking for union outreach and for union work to get people to do things. <laughs> our first topic is going to be rhetoric. It's going to be public speaking for union people. I've already put a lesson on our website, but I think lessons on the website are pretty passive things. I think we're going to have to be in the workshop. We're going to have to be practicing speaking and providing feedback for each other. That's why the workshop is so important and why you may ask, am I starting with rhetoric? It's because I believe that to grow the labor movement, we need to do better at outreach. And I don't think it's good enough to telephone people. I don't think it's good enough to send them an email. I don't think it's good enough to participate on Twitter or social media. I think you actually are going to have to send a real live person out to speak to various organizations. And those organizations might be civil rights organizations. They might be women's rights organizations. They might be community organizations. They might be, for example, Democratic Party political organizations or other kinds of political organizations. They might be gay rights organizations. They might be other unions that need speakers. They might be youth groups. We're going to be looking for them. And one big breakthrough is coming by way of National AFL-CIO. They are emphasizing labor in the pulpit quite a bit this year. They've already had a couple of educationals, online webinars about labor in the pulpit, and they are supplying materials for people who are willing to speak to churches on the Sunday before Labor Day or the Sunday after that or the Sunday before that. So we have three Sundays that we're targeting that we're going to try to get in churches. I've been doing labor in the pulpit since back in the 1990s, I think, but it's just been me. I think I'm the only one I ever sent to a church to do a talk on labor on the day before Labor Day. I don't find it very hard to get that one gig, and I've spoken in all kinds of churches. The last two of them were the easiest because I was talking to Unitarians 
and they're very, very interested in labor. But this year, the, the National AFL-CIO is helping, and we're going to get speaking gigs in churches around Labor Day. The problem I found as soon as I got started working on this is that a lot of labor people do not consider themselves public speakers. They need some kind of encouragement, some kind of motivation, maybe some kind of early experience. So that's why I moved toward using the labor workshop idea to become the first effort will be on rhetoric. Rhetoric is not the content of one's speeches. It's about how you do it. It's about the delivery. But the speaker does have to have something important to say. And, does, and if they don't personally believe in it strongly, then all the tricks in the world won't help. But an accomplished speaker who believes in their message can change history. So the first thing I did was put a lesson on our website. Now, I don't think that this lesson is going to make people into speakers. I just think it's going to give them something to study and some ideas to be thinking about. So what I did was go through YouTube, digging up speakers who have made a lot of difference in the world. And guess who I came up with first? Hitler. <laughs> I know that's going to be controversial, but I found a 46-second talk by Hitler. I have no idea what he says in it, but he certainly exemplifies the idea of a speaker who believes in his own message. They say that Hitler was a messianic speaker. In other words, he came across like the Messiah or something. I don't know. But you can tell just from a 46-second video on YouTube that he certainly meant what he was saying. So I used him for an example. The next example I picked was Eugene Victor Debs. Now, Eugene Victor Debs was a great labor leader from uh, the 19th century and the early part of the 20th century and was known to be the best speaker around. However, I couldn't find a video of him. I did find an actor doing one of his speeches, so I put that in my list of videos to be studied. I also, just for good measure, chose one of the lessons that's available on YouTube. There's a lot of them. A lot You can get a lesson on just about anything on YouTube. And there's a lesson on classical rhetorical ideas. And it's nine minutes long, and it uses uh, explanation of the three Greek classical ideas as to how rhetoric should be done. I think this comes from Aristotle. He used ethos, pathos, and logos. Ethos is credibility. This means that the speaker tries to establish that he or she knows what they're talking about. Pathos is sympathy. It's trying to get the sympathy of the audience, to try to get the audience on your side. And logos is logic. It's trying to show that your argument makes sense. 
So there's a nine minute lesson on classical rhetorical devices. I'm sure they do this in speech classes in high school and college, but I wanted to, people to have a, at, least, at least a look at it. Then I picked some more videos. The first point I wanted to make is that great speakers harmonize with their audiences. They don't speak at them, they're speaking with them. And the best example I could find was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who is often recognized as the greatest American rhetorician in history. One thing I wanted to point out about the famous I Have a Dream speech is that Dr. King certainly knew the tremendous importance of his first and his last sentence. Hardly anybody, I think, can tell you exactly what he said in the I Have a Dream speech, but do you know anybody that doesn't know the ending? He always got the beginning and the ending of every speech and made them extremely memorable. Another video I picked from a great rhetorician was Malcolm X because he was a, simply a great speaker. Then I turned, because I live in Texas, I turned to the folksy, humorous deliveries. People who can kind of nudge you into believing what they say. And the first example I picked was former Texas Governor Ann Richards. She was great and I found a video of her. Of course, Will Rogers is famous for his folksy, humorous way of getting people to think what he thought. So I put a Will Rogers video in there. And then I had to go to Jim Hightower. As far as I know, Texas only Jim Hightower is the best of the living folk speakers. And you, if you listen to his videos, you'll learn a lot more than just the fact that he wears a cowboy hat, talks with a twang on purpose, and has a way of kind of kidding you into believing everything he says. Hightower is also a master of rhythm, repetition, rhyme, as well as humor to win over his audience. And I think his appearance makes a lot of difference. He always wears a big white cowboy hat. Then I tried to find somebody who used their whole body to be convincing. And the, the speaker I picked was Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro was immense. I think he was six foot five or six foot four or something like that. He had this big shaggy beard and he moved around beautifully. He didn't make two sentences in a row without moving. And I think it's particularly important that he bent his knees he spoke more or less from a crouch. And you'd be surprised how much difference it makes when you're making a motivational speech. If you speak from a crouch as opposed to just standing up straight, speak from a crouch and bend your knees for emphasis. Then the last point that is made in this little lesson that I put online is that labor speakers can always win by using chance. Labor audiences love chance and they're always ready to chant with you. 
an easy one and the one that people use over and over again is this. I say union, you say power. I say union, you say power. I say union, you say power. Power! 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 I've never seen a union audience that didn't joyfully join in. And you certainly get their attention. And it's a really good way to start a speech to a labor audience. However, as the lesson goes on, the one I put online, I put Michelle Obama in there because there are speakers who don't use any gimmicks. Their gimmick is to stand tall and be very dignified and their dignity alone tends to make them believable. And I think that was true of both of the Obamas. I also added some speeches from the movies. Several uh, movie star speeches are in movies and they're all very convincing. You have Rocky and the movie Rocky. A whole number of them. I, the one I picked that I liked the most was Charlie Chaplin in the movie The Great Dictator. Because toward the end of the movie Great Dictator, the little Jewish guy that's imitating the great dictator, both of them played by Charlie Chaplin, he drops his persona and just explains why people need to get together and oppose fascism. It's very heartfelt. And even though Charlie Chaplin was probably the world's greatest master of physical communication, he doesn't use it. He just talks in a quiet voice about why you have to get together to oppose fascism. And it is very, very convincing. So those are the things that I put in the lesson that I put online. But I don't think that's what's going to make people learn how to be good rhetoricians. I think they're going to have to try it. So what I plan to do in the first workshop is give people a little three or four or five line speech to make, or maybe three or four or five points that they're going to make. Something like, hello, here's who I am, here's what I want, and uh, here's why I want you to do it. Something like that. And then let the different ones try it, and after each person tries it, we'll have a chance for feedback from the other participants. I think this is how you learn to be a speaker. You try it and you try it again and you get some feedback about how well you did or mistakes you might have made. If this idea catches on, this idea of a labor workshop catches on, I have some other ideas to propose for future topics. For example, labor law. And of course, I'm not talking about lawyers. I'm talking about simple ideas like, can you pick it if you're standing on the sidewalk outside the workplace? Can you pick it if you're inside a shopping mall? Can you pick it if you are inside the airport? Can you pick it outside the terminal in the airport? Things like that. Labor history. But I don't mean labor history in terms of just learning to be a historian. I mean, what can we learn from things that have happened in history? Different kinds of unions, I think, would make a good topic because 
Even union members are only familiar with their own kind. Like, for example, are they in industrial unions? Are they in craft unions? Does their union operate a hiring hall? A lot of union members don't even know what a hiring hall is. Other unions don't think that there is a union without a hiring hall. And of course, organizing on the job, how to talk to people on the job, community outreach, how to get community outreach. I think I'm going to add one on doing research because we're doing a lot of research as we get ready for strategic planning here in the Dallas Central Labor Council. We need to talk about unions and their relationship to other organizations, particularly unions and its relationship to civil rights. And of course, unions and religious organizations. And I hope to get out of this some really good knowledgeable speakers that'll join our Speakers Bureau and do some very, very meaningful outreach and build our union movement. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.